Do you ever wonder, why can't I change that nagging habit? Or why can't I drop that unpleasant judgment I have about myself? Or how do I stop that difficult emotion from erupting suddenly? Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and today we're exploring how we can work with our minds to create change in them. I hope you are enjoying the show and that you will continue to welcome it into your lives. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and share them with friends and on social media. And don't forget to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Your support is so important, and I thank you with all my heart. Your Mindful Life Podcast. In today's episode, we'll see that mindfulness is our starting point and how awareness and presence are crucial to working with our minds and how being present with what is here and acknowledging it is an inner resource. We'll explore how the equanimity we build in our mindfulness meditation practice becomes a key ally, an inner resource that we can always count on, and how going through the body to get to a felt sense of what is here is the fastest route to the mind. And finally, how self-compassion is another inner resource that we can use anytime, anywhere to be with what is here with love and caring. This ability to bring self-compassion to ourselves is key to developing resilience. Being aware and present with what is arising in us isn't usually enough to change anything, but it gives us a lot of information about what is happening now without us getting pulled into what is happening. We can notice the feeling tone of what is present, whether it is a thought, emotion, or sensation. We can be present and accepting without getting caught up in or clinging to what's arising. We simply allow whatever it is to be here. This acceptance creates a pause. The pause is important because as we pause, we are not reacting. We are not pushing it away or ignoring it. And we are not clinging to it or making it bigger. And we're not acting out Knee-jerk reactions lead us away from change, so not reacting is beneficial. It's okay to be aware of the usual reaction and that it is not happening. For example, if we are used to yelling the minute we feel angry, we notice the absence of yelling. Oh, I'm not yelling now. Isn't that interesting? 
what's not happening right now can be very instructive. To change, we have to not only be with the mind, we have to work with the mind. To change the mind, we focus and make an effort. It may seem strange, but our mind is conditioned by experiences and situations outside of us, by our families, schools, communities, and society. Working with the mind allows us to switch from mind states that are conditioned from the outside to mind states that arise from our inner resources like compassion, resilience, and equanimity. Being aware of, present with, and acknowledging our mind states is the first step, but not the only step to making changes that we wish to make to improve our well-being. As a first step, these mind states are important inner resources that allow us to change. Cultivating equanimity is important to our ability to make changes. We cultivate equanimity, that mental state that is even-minded towards all experience and phenomena, regardless of the feeling tone, that is, whether what is arising is pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant nor unpleasant, through our mindfulness meditation practice. When we are equanimous, we are open to what arises. We don't have preference for some things over others. Now, when we don't have preferences, we are accepting of what comes, and we are also non-judging. The critical voice in our head that always has an opinion relaxes. We're not berating ourselves because we feel anxious. We're not justifying that it is here because of those people over there or that situation at work or home that we feel angry. Rather, we are allowing. We are aware and present. Anxiety is here. Anger is here. And I can be with it. It is not all of us that is anxious or angry. It's some part in us, some part of us that has been conditioned to feel anxious or angry because of what we have learned through our experience in the outer world in relationship with those who have been our caretakers, our teachers, superiors, mentors, friends, among others. We are non-reactive and accepting because judgment is quiet. When we are equanimous, we are also open because preferences, judgments, and reactivity are not shutting anything out. Without reactivity, we can be with whatever comes, whether pleasant or unpleasant, without pushing it away, grabbing onto it, or reacting to it. When anxiety or anger arises, or anything else like a thought or sensation or some other emotion, we can be present with it without spontaneously raising a fist to fight. And when we are open, it's easy to be curious. It's easy to be interested in what is arising. Oh, anger's here. Huh. 
I wonder what this anger is all about. We bring curiosity and interest to it. We notice the absence of mind states such as boredom and lethargy when we become engaged and interested. In this way, cultivating equanimity through our mindfulness meditation practice is key to helping us change. Equanimity is a powerful inner resource that supports our efforts to change our minds. It is important for us to know that even if we meditate, that we can also cultivate a kind of passivity of mind because even though we are aware and present, we're not working on changing anything for the better or letting go of anything that isn't serving us. We may be tempted to bring this passivity into our daily lives and not make the effort to change negative mind states that don't serve us. Equanimity, we discover, is a powerful inner resource that we can use anytime. It is when we are equanimous that we can bring our curiosity to what's happening. Oh, here's that familiar feeling of anxiety. I wonder what it's all about. I wonder what's going on. Even now, with just these little steps, we are working with the mind and building our inner resources. We can now apply more effort. A mindful life encompasses not only being aware and in the present moment, but also living in a way that serves us in our well-being. If we are constantly falling into negative mind states of one kind or another, then mindfulness gives us the starting point to working with these negative mind states. We can be present and allowing of the negative mind states without clinging to them or pushing them away. The mindful qualities of intention, openness, curiosity, acceptance, non-judgment, and non-reactivity allow us to work with negative mind states and grow inner resources like equanimity, resilience, and self-compassion. So how do we work with the mind from this point? When we ask ourselves, I wonder what this is all about, we go to the body and ask, how am I experiencing this in my body? What does it feel like in my body? This probably sounds crazy, but it isn't. When we are learning mindfulness meditation, we start by meditating on the body, on the breath, and on the sensations arising in the body. There is a reason for this. It is through the body that we live. It is through the body that we know the whole world, what it smells like, tastes like, looks like, sounds like, and feels like. Through our sense perceptions, we know the world. And because past experiences register in the body and color each new experience, we begin with the body. Accessing negative or positive mind states through the body is eye-opening. 
because it leads us to the whole thing in, around, and under what has arisen and has come to our attention. It leads us to the felt sense of the whole thing. For example, that anxiety that is so familiar, or perhaps that recurring story, thought, some other emotion, some mood, some sensation, or something else. When anxiety arises in me, I recognize it and allow it to be here just as it is and ask the little question, hmm, how am I experiencing this anxiety in my body? And then I'm present with what arises in my body. Here's what came for me. It feels tight in my throat. There's a kind of ringing action like wringing out a washcloth. And now I reflect back to myself what's come as a way of acknowledging it. It feels tight in my throat and there's this ringing action. Yes, that's it. This feels right. And so I acknowledge that it feels right. And if it hadn't felt right, that's okay too. Then we simply sense again in the body and sense the description that comes and do the same thing, repeat it back to see if it feels right. Now, in my instance, something more comes. Wow, it feels like a little nauseous in my stomach. So I repeat back what's come. Hmm, it feels queasy in my stomach. That feels right. And then what comes is a picture of me as a little girl and the feeling of being alone and never enough and having this wanting for someone to pick me up and hug me tight. And then the thought, I want to feel safe and I want to be seen. This feels right. This is what's underneath the anxiety. And so I go on with the practice, simply noticing what comes forward and acknowledging it, reflecting back what has come and going onward. Other little questions that we can ask because we're curious and interested are, what am I believing about this? What's the worst part of this? Is there something more here? What is this not wanting to have happened to me? Or what is this wanting? How is this serving me? What am I getting from this? How is this not serving me? As we feel this place in our unfolding, we feel our equanimity being reinforced. We feel our steadiness, and we may also feel our suffering. When we recognize suffering in others, we feel it and are drawn to do something to alleviate it without being tied to any specific outcome. It's the same when we recognize our own suffering. 
we give ourselves some self-care, some self-compassion, we can be with that place in us that's suffering and we can let it know it's okay, I'm here with you, or hey, I'm staying with you, or I'm here and I'm listening. We can also bring a gentle hand to the heart space or to the cheek as a way of extending our self-compassion and love to ourselves. Self-compassion is another inner resource that's always available and that we can turn to at any time. They keep us steady, give us fortitude, cultivate love, and a willingness to relieve our own suffering. Once we feel that place in us release or soften, and we feel it is a good stopping place, we notice the quality of our presence and how it feels now. And we take a few moments to reflect on what has been shown us. In this way, we practice finding our truth and our goodness. We thank ourselves for taking the time and space to be with it as it is, as an expression of our love and acceptance. Once we have experienced the whole thing about our anxiety or whatever it is and know what our needs are, we can use our inner mental resources to build a sense of safety and see ourselves as enough without someone out there having to see us. Thank you for listening. I hope that this week you sit in your mindfulness meditation, build up your equanimity, practice self-compassion, and then sit and ask little questions about what's going on right now. And remember that we start with the felt sense in the body. And remember, if something feels too big or overwhelming, immediately bring your awareness down, down to your feet and feel what they feel like from the inside out. Feel their connection to the earth. Open your eyes and name five things in the room around you. Or stand up and take a walk and immediately reach out to a health professional to help you. I so appreciate you and also appreciate the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well. Be mindful. Be mindful.